0: You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. That, that video was perfect for my introduction. Because we're talking about truth today. That that question, what is truth? Have you ever had a conversation and you believe this conversation is a truth-based conversation? You trust the person you're talking to and then you find out that everything that they've been telling you is a lie. Think about what that does you. It will reshape the lens that you have in life. In fact, it will will, uh, muddy your lens that you have in life, especially the lens of trust, the lens of reliability. And trust and reliability are essentials to your life. If you don't have trust, if you don't have reliability, it'll, it, it, it makes broken people. And broken people walk around not trusting anybody. The, the, the great philosopher and uh, writer and poet, uh, Henry Thoreau, put it like this. He said, rather than love, than money, than fame, give me truth. Because what you come to find out is that uh, when money... And, and, and love in a human sense and fame has faded. Truth is always truth. It never goes away. And so when you ask the question, what is truth? It is essential for us to be able to answer that question. Especially in a world that is trying to make absolutes not absolute. The gender issues that we're facing. You can choose in your own opinion whether you are a man or a woman. And that's just one of the things that we're facing, and our children are facing, and all the things that are really bringing, uh, playing havoc with society. The, 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 the realities of, of, of relative truth is what's true for me is true for me, and what's true for you is true for you. That doesn't work in a lot of areas in life. So, what does God say? God talks a lot about truth because God is truth. And when we build our life foundation on truth, we will not be shaken when deceit and lies come our way. If if that's the way that we base our life, you will recognize the lie of the enemy. You've got to know the truth because the truth will set you free. Right? And, and so as we ask that question, we're going to go to Scripture, John 14, verses 1 through 6. To me, it's, 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 it's a pivotal Scripture. This is actually uh, a, a passage that I use frequently. I know it by heart. And I, I use it not only for, let's say, a memorial service. I used it yesterday. But I also use it for my life. Because... In this passage is something that we deal with all the time. Jesus is preparing his disciples for his imminent death on the cross at Calvary. In in chapter 13, the very last verse, Peter says to him, Lord, I will will die with you. You know, I don't care what's going to happen with everybody else. I will die with you. And Jesus' words to Peter in that last verse is, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. Die with me, you're going to deny me. Right, And then he starts out chapter 14 like this. He says, do not let or don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. That's so important right there. Jesus is going to come back for his people. How do we know that? Because the Bible tells us so. Those are his words. And you know the way to where I am going. That's a trick question right there. You know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said, and I love Thomas. I don't view Thomas as a doubter. I view view Thomas as asking the right questions. I benefit from that question right there, right? We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Thomas said. And Jesus told him, I am the way. I am the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's an absolute. That's not relative. That's a fact. And when you're asking the question, what is truth, there's some things that we have to look at From the words of Jesus that will help us in our life. Because there are things that we face that will always try to debunk truth in our lives and the lives of our families. The first thing is this, and Jesus said it. Truth is vital for facing life's troubles. When Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled, he's speaking a fact. Because life, this side of heaven, has a lot of trouble. Sean and I still navigate through trouble that has impacted our family because of things that have happened. We still have, we still have waters that are, that are like this because of things that have happened in our family. And so Jesus is not lying to us when he says, don't let your hearts be troubled, because there is always something that can come upon you in your life that can bring a very difficult, heartfelt existence. And Jesus was preparing his disciples for the cross, And the cross would change their life because they would witness and they would hear about him being beat, being tortured, being crucified. And the man that had raised the dead in front of them, Lazarus, the man who had fed thousands of people with a very minute amount of food, and multiplied the food, the man who had walked on water, the man who had done all these kinds of miracles, casted out demons, and helped the oppressed, this man was going to die. A death like they had never seen before and witnessed before. And their lives were going to be shaken to the point that they questioned their faith. And can I tell you something, beloved? That there are times in our life that our trouble comes and our lives are shaken. And it will always make you question your faith. My mom died from liver disease, she went through a lot of heartache at the very end of her life, that was troublesome. You know, my dad died from heart disease. I remember how he you know faded in his last you know couple three or four years. I remember him telling me, I'm tired. I'm tired of your mom doing everything for me. I'm pretty sure my mom was tired of doing things for my dad. She wouldn't say it. But that was troublesome. And, and, and you can think about your own life and, and you, can, you can, you know, probably look at things that you're going through right now. Maybe a son or a daughter that's astray or, or a marriage that's strained or a marriage that didn't make it or, or all these kinds of different things uh, that, that we all face and, and, and they're very, very troublesome. And you've got to face that with truth. Jesus talking in Matthew 6, 34, he says, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own what? Worries. Worries. That's Jesus, that's not me. And then he says, Today's trouble is enough for today. That's a word to the wise. That today is going to have some kind of trouble. Even if it's locking your keys in the car, I don't know what's going to happen. There could be something that, that, that comes upon us that you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that this is happening. When he says that trouble comes, it's a factual statement. Every day has its set of trouble. And to deny our troubles is certainly not walking in truth because we deny reality. And denying the fact of troubled times is a fantasy. And people living a fantasy don't walk in truth. That's why I don't live a life of name it, claim it, and everything is always good, because that's a lie. Are you with me? I walk in victory, in the victory of God even in my troubled times. To claim that you're not sick when you're sick and that you're not poor when you're poor is not truth, but it's a fantasy. But you don't have to stay there. And with God's help, there's always hope. And the truth is that on this side of heaven, our lives will always be filled with trouble. But in our troubled times, beloved, in our troubled times, we as Christ followers are not absent of peace. And that's what separates you from the world. You have trouble, they have trouble. You have peace, they don't have peace. Jesus said this. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have, say it with me, trouble. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Our peace comes with an assurance that Christ is an overcomer. And because we are in Christ, we will overcome. Because Jesus is for us, we will understand that nothing can be against us. Here's here's the second uh, takeaway. What is truth? Truth is crucial when deciding who to trust. What is your faith object? Do you think the forefathers were smart? I'm gonna say they were very smart. Because if your if faith object, if your trust object is your money, you're on shaky ground. Our forefathers put on currency, they put this, in God we trust. I just thought about this earlier. I probably need to do this with one of these cards, right? Debit card. I thought about it earlier. I put a little sticky on there, huh? In God I trust. Because every time you pull out a bill, we, we very few people pull out bills anymore. Did you know that most people pay electronically? They pay with you know all these things uh, with cards. But before we had to pull out a bill. And then you have to give it, and in that bill it said, in God we trust. Jesus knew that trouble would lead his disciples to default to what and who they really trust. And if you think about it, when he said, don't let your hearts be troubled, he said this, trust in God, and trust also in me. And Jesus put himself in the same category as God, the Father. Notice he said this before his death. Because we have to settle who we trust before trouble comes. Notice that he's told them, don't let your hearts be troubled. There's some bad things that are going to be coming upon you guys. But trust in God. And trust also in me. And you need to know, beloved, you need to know that God has warned us continuously that there will be bad things that will come our way. But we can trust him in it. You know what I say about the pandemic? Can I say something about the pandemic real quick? Because it happened, it's real. It's real, whether you say did, 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 did. It has it happened. Can I tell you something? We're still here. And we're here because of, the, because of the grace of God and the mercy of God. And if you've gone through cancer or you've gone through uh, difficulty and, and you're here right now, can I say something? You're still here. Because we trust in God. And Jesus is the only reliable trust object that we have in life. Shauna cannot put her trust in me as her trust object. She has got to trust Jesus working in me. I don't put my trust in Shauna as a person. I put my trust that Jesus is faithful to work through my wife. He's the only one that's reliable. And I've come to realize that I can trust God even when things don't make sense. And there's a lot of things in my life that don't make sense. You know, when, when bad things come upon me, there's two ways that you're gonna look at them God, I served you for, for this much time. Why are you letting this happen to me? And that's one way that we default. I've been there. Lord, I've served you faithfully. I've gave everything. I've walked away from from different things in my life so that I could serve you. Why am I going through this? I can face it like that or I can say, Lord God, I know that it's hard, but I'm going to trust you every step of the way. And the writer of Proverbs said this, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And this is a declaration of trust. And it's a declaration of truth. It's a declaration of trust that you can trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And you can put all your reliance on him and his faithfulness. And it's a a declaration of truth because he will see you through. He will be faithful to the end, to the end. And our life is not about one day. It's about many days that add up until the end of our life. And every day is a gift from God. Every breath that you take is a gift. It's not your breath. When God created Adam... He formed him, and he formed his body, and he he breathed life into him. It was a gift. And God gives us life, and he can take it away whenever he wants it. And so many people, so many people have put their trust in unreliable faith objects. And let me tell you something. When you put your, your trust in unreliable faith objects, it's a real good setup from the devil to make you bitter because of people that have let you down. But God has never called you to trust in people. God has always told you to trust in him. Even when people let us down. One of the things that happened to me yesterday, five in the morning, as I woke up and and, and the Lord began to work on me and talk to me, and he showed me all the things that have happened, relatively some of the things that have happened in my life and some of the people relationships that I've had that have gone south and he said, he said this to me I want you to love them love them and this memorial service that I did I came across some people and, and, and God did some restoration this guy came in and I hadn't seen him in a long time and I hugged on him he lost his son not too long ago he lost his son right here in Oracle this young, young man committed suicide, and I remember when I heard about it, my heart broke. Because that could be my boy. And I said to him, I said, I want you to know that I love you, bro, and I was hurting for you. And he says, as we, as we talked, he said, God has used it, even as bad as it's been, God has used it to minister to people. Can I tell you something, beloved? You need to be careful with what you're trusting in life. Because if it's not God, it will fail you. And that's the truth. The truth is that God will never fail you. The, the, third, the third thing that's, that's vital for us is, is, is what is truth? Truth is imperative for realizing your eternal home. L- let me say something that's important to you this is not our home. We are temporary residents. We're passing through this life. Jesus said, God has made everything beautiful for its, I'm, I'm, sorry, the, I'm sorry, the writer of Ecclesiastes said this. This is, this is, this is a really important scripture. Uh, Solomon said, God has made everything beautiful, everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And and here's the truth truth will help us as we wrestle with eternity, and every person wrestles with it. Every person wrestles with what is my purpose in this life, and what does this have to do with where I'm going? What's going to happen to me when I die? Is this life all there is? Or is there another life after we die? And if you get this wrong, let me tell you that eternity is a long time. If you get this wrong, it's not a good thing. And so if Jesus is who he says he is, and if he's truth, he said to us, I'm preparing a place. Don't get too comfortable. Your, your, your greatest home investment is an internal one. I, I love our home. Sean and I, you know, God has blessed us. He's blessed us recently. He's even... Beyond that, blessed us, we've done some, been able to do some remodel, and some, some very, very gracious people have come in, and they've done some work at our house, and it's just incredible. I, in fact, Sean and I sat, and, we, and, and she said to me, babe, I, we're not worthy of this. And I looked, and I said, I know we're not, but he, Jesus is worthy, and you are, babe. He blessed you with this. And so we've got this wonderful home. We, 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 you get to go to your house, and, and you get to thank God for it. Think about how blessed we are in America. The home that you have is a mansion to most people. And, and let me just say this, just saying, but some of your guys' homes are a mansion to me too. I'm just saying that. I just got to throw that out. <laughs> I live in a mining town, but I love it, you know. So if anyone ever says, that Pastor Reese, you know what? He's just loaded in money. Oh, yeah, he drives a Kia and, and, uh, and, <laughs> and he lives in Salmon Hall, same place he's lived for 30 plus years. But can I tell you that the, the, the reality, the truth of the matter is that's not my home. My home is in heaven. And I know that the only thing that I will take with me will be There'll be no vehicles. There'll be no money. There'll be no gold. You don't need that. The only thing you'll take with you are the people that you bring to Jesus Christ. And so Jesus comes to this place and he's speaking truth, right? And there are some religions, this is important because we're talking about absolute truth. There are some religions, right, let's call them belief systems, And they say that only so many people will make it to heaven. They come around. When you go deep into what their theology is, what their doctrine is, what their ideology is. Let me read you what truth says. There is more than enough room in my father's home. Are you with me? There is more than enough room in my father's home. And then Jesus says, if this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And when everything is ready, then I'll come back and I'll get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And so truth teaches me that Jesus wants me in his forever home. And it teaches me that that's my forever home. Whatever that forever home looks like, and I know it's incredible because it's Jesus, the master carpenter, that's doing the work. It's going to be beautiful. Truth teaches me that, that he's preparing a place for me. Truth teaches me that there is enough room for my family and my friends and my neighbors and even my enemies if they come to Jesus. And let me tell you something that is very important. If you're investing all your time and effort into this temporary life and this temporary home, you're exerting a lot of energy into something that is fleeting. H.G. Wells, the writer... Put it like this. He said, the the doctrine of the kingdom of heaven, which was the main teaching of Jesus, is certainly one of the most revolutionary doctrines that ever stirred and changed human thought. And can I tell you that, that Jesus always talked about heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is near because the kingdom of heaven was there when Jesus walked the earth. Peter put it like this. He said, we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth that he has promised. A world that will be filled with God's righteousness. It doesn't matter what people are calling red when it's red or what people are saying about gender. All these things. There will be a place where righteousness will dwell. And that is what God is preparing for his people. That's the truth. And we can deny the existence of that, or we can embrace it and walk in it. And let me tell you something, beloved. Through all the chaos and all the darkness of this present world, and there will always be that without Jesus. Don't get surprised when the world's going crazy. In our elders meeting, we prayed this morning for, for, for just uh, our love, for each other, but we also talked about how the world seems to getting, be getting darker and darker and darker. But here's the thing. doesn't matter how dark the world is, Jesus will always be the answer. Here's the last, the last thing that, that I think is, is vital. We may, we may end up uh, early. It may be an early service today. Who knows? I'm still on this point. <clears throat> The fourth and most important thing is this. Absolute truth is found only in Jesus. From the time that that the, the early disciples walked with Jesus and everyone that came into his presence, to this day, people have always been asking, what is truth? At the trial when, when, when Jesus was brought before Pilate. This is a conversation that, that came about. Pilate said to him, so, so you are a king. You're a king. And, and Jesus responded and he said, uh, you, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. And all who love truth recognize that what I say is true. And someone say, Amen, if you believe that. It changes the way that you look at everything. And then he, Pilate asked, Pilate asked, What is truth? And that's a question that everyone is asking about. Here's the thing about Pilate. He's having this conversation with Jesus Christ. And he's having this conversation. He sees something about him that is so different from everybody else. And he goes out to to all the people that are saying, Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. And my voice was there. Before I came to Christ, I was one of those that didn't know who he was. And And Pilate says this. He is not guilty of any crime. And here is something that you need to know. There are honest people, but absolute truth can only be found in one person, and that's Jesus Christ. The most profound statement that has ever been said by anybody is Jesus Christ saying, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No one will come to the Father except through me. No other way. There has never been a sane person that has ever said words like this. But Jesus said it. And there's never been an insane person, insane person, that has said words like this and yet impacted the world like Jesus has. So some people may call him crazy for making a claim like that, but nobody, nobody, no crazy person has had all these logical and reasonable people putting their trust in him. And look at the history of mankind. Look at the the billions of people that have been impacted through the testimony of Jesus Christ. All of us are a testimony of his greatness. All of us are a product of his transforming power. He has changed my life like nobody else could. And he continues to change my life because he is the I am. And the I am, if you look at Exodus 3:14, God said to Moses when Moses said, "Who do I say sent me?" Moses said, uh, uh, "God said, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. And Jesus said, I am the way. He's the only way. When Saul, who became the leader of the church, before he was ever a leader, he was persecuting the church. The, ne- the church was never called the church Christians were not called Christians. They were called Christian in a very negative connotation. The, the, the Christ, the, the, these Christ followers, it was never positive. But look at what, look at what the church was called. If you look at uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 2, Saul, he asked for letters from, from him to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to what? To the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem what I've come to find out, first of all, the first thing that's important is that this man that was chasing the people of the way became the leader of the way. And he wrote more in the New Testament than anybody else. Saul became Paul. And without truth, we lose our way. Without Jesus, we lose our way. Not only is uh, is Christ absolute truth, He has the power to set us free from the lies and the bondage of this world. He said, "This you will know the truth, and the truth will set you set you free." When it comes to life, we get uh, we get Zoe life, we get bios life. Have you ever thought about biology? That's the study of physical life. Zoe is, a, is, is spiritual life. So only in Jesus Christ do you get both. You're complete. You get a physical life and your spiritual life back through the power of him. And Jesus said this. He said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came so that they would have life, Zoe, and Biles. And have it abundantly. And no matter what chaos we have, beloved, here's just something important. No matter what darkness is around us, Jesus Christ will give us victory over anything we face. No matter what. What is truth? Truth is not an it. Truth is a he, and his name is Jesus Christ. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your your love and your grace. We thank you for who you are. I pray, Lord God, that you will minister to our hearts as we continue throughout our day. Bring glory to your name. And, Lord, may we walk in the reality that you are the truth that sets us free. Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.